Welcome to the Company of One podcast. Today, we're talking about moving from technology worker into leadership. So I spend most of my days working with technology leaders, and for the past 20-something years, I've been uh, primarily helping people move into leadership positions. When they contact us through the university, they're oftentimes, you know, we're asked what you're looking for. Uh, and that's the question that we get is, how do I move from technology into leadership? So that's going to be the topic for today because I, I know that there's a bunch of us out there, and that may be you, that uh, as a technology expert, maybe you're an engineer, a computer person, uh, or so many things. And, and I'll even when I say technology, sometimes it doesn't mean the engineer Uh, It's even sometimes a a technical skill, and I find some people sometimes in the finance world or, or, uh, you know, some other specific skill set, professional specific skill set, that something happens to us in the career, and we oftentimes become pigeonholed. We, We get trapped in our own expertise. Because... You're good at what you do, Dale, so we don't really need to promote you because if we do, there's nobody to backfill you. You may have heard things like that or ah, sometimes it's not said directly, but you get the feeling that's what's going on. And so you can never move because you're valuable where you are. And uh, so you, you know, all kinds of things happen. You don't move in the money. You uh, get bored. Uh, You certainly don't get to practice new skills and things like that. So it is, it is a kind of crossing a chasm uh, to move into leadership and for anybody, but especially people coming from highly technical positions. And so that's what we want to uh, dive in today is just a couple of steps that we go through as we're talking to clients is how do you make that leap? How do you start thinking about that? Uh, and uh, so I'm, and I'm just going to walk through. These are five things that we go through. And, and so the first thing is to make a decision. Now, a lot of times when, when we're talking to people and they say, I want to move into leadership, I want a leadership position, they're not real clear what that means. And in particular, they're not very clear what that means in their company. Leadership sounds great. And let me just tell you, in my experience, that you know, it, I used to get frustrated or confused maybe, because I always thought everybody wanted to be in leadership. But the more I watch, the less of that I really see. There's not really a lot of people who want to be in leadership. There's a lot of people who want to be leaders and they want to be called leaders, but they don't really want the true responsibility or the activity of leading. I So I've seen a whole bunch of technology people Maybe I shouldn't say a whole bunch, but yeah, that's the truth. It's a whole bunch of technology people who get put in a te- in a leadership position, and uh, let's just c- call it what it is. They close the door, and they still do their technical work. I know one software development firm, their vice president of software development, uh, doesn't give the developers any work. He sits in his office and does all the work himself. <laughs> Not a very effective use of uh, his time, certainly a frustrating uh, issue for all of the people who he is supposedly leading. But you see this thing all the time. You know, when when you want to move into leadership, is that what you want? And just thinking through the decision. Usually when people are calling us about graduate school, I'm, I'm telling, you know, I'm asking the question of, 
you know, what is your goal? Are you trying to go back to graduate school to dive down deep in technology? Do you need to go deeper to learn more, to be more technically valuable? Or are you wanting more of the soft skills, the people skills? How do you cross the chasm into leadership? Because it's both is not a good answer. <laughs> both is not a good answer. And either one of them are, you know, that's just a personal choice. Uh, so we, you have to make a decision. Which one do you want to do? You know, you have to look around your organization and think about what does it look like here? Because I've seen a lot of people that take the position. We used to call this one in the AT&T world. Uh, the term is taking back your tools. As people would move, they, now they weren't managers per, pretty much, but they were more the technical staff. As a technical staff person would move from a union position, uh, uh, you know, the technical skilled position, and they would move into management. Many of them would work in management for a couple of years and say, I want my tools back. I want to go back. I want to be under union. I want to be paid by the hour. I want to be able to get overtime, and I want to quit having to put up with all this garbage that the company has me do, including working with people and going to meetings and everything. So the first thing you've got to do, though, is just make a decision. And I think making an informed decision when you say, I want to move into leadership in my company, because the first steps into leadership are usually team leaders or supervisory leaders or project leaders or product leaders. Uh, so they're soft, kind of easy leadership positions in the sense that you're not really given this big office and a title and you actually have all these people directly reporting to you. It's, it's these kind of fuzzy line reports. So that's usually where you start. And uh, so, and then when you get into the other things, it's more detailed. It becomes more complicated because people, people are a lot harder to work with than technology, right? If you program a computer, you pretty much know what it's going to do. If you build a machine, you know, you get the, you get the idea. People are unpredictable from moment to moment. So they're, they're difficult to work with and they're difficult to lead. And it's even difficult to lead yourself, right? To be honest with it. So making a decision about what you what do you want. And I'm not trying to be scary here if that's kind of where you are in the fence. I'm just, you know, look at it objectively and say, is that does that look like what I want to do? I mean, you're never stuck, right? You can always go back and do something. But is and say, yeah, that looks like what I want to do. And not just because the title or because it looks like more money, but does the work of being a leader, a program leader, a team leader, whatever is the next step for you, does that look fun? Does that look like something you would enjoy doing? Once you've made that decision, then you need to make it known. Number two is you need to be able to make this known to your immediate supervisors and just say, hey, I am interested in moving into leadership. Now, probably your company is already having that conversation directly or indirectly. But either way, you need to make it known You need uh, because they're there is a, there's there's also the issue that a lot of people don't want leadership, like I've said before, and that's known. And so sometimes if you don't say it, they just assume the answer is you, you don't want it. So you just need to make it known and just start asking asking your leaders for advice. Hey, you know, I would like to move into leadership. What does that look like here? What's my potential? 
uh, and just asking them some questions. And it doesn't really matter what it is, how you have that conversation. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't need to be an email or anything written, but just start asking questions. And because you're asking the questions about it, you're making a no. Right, so it can just be inquisitive, if nothing else, and then people will—they'll take note of it, and they'll think, "Well, well, John, he's—he's he's thinking about leadership, and um, you know, so so there's always things changing in companies, so that is a good start. Number three is once you've made a decision, and once you've made it known, now what you need to do is be learning. Now, I'm not even suggesting you are in a leadership position yet. Uh, these things can take time, right? Uh, but I might need to make it, uh, after I make it known, I might need to start learning. And what I mean by that is, what are the leaders around you doing? Who are the people that are the respected leaders? I mean, you don't have to go back to get an MBA or anything else to do this. I mean, that's fine to do those kind of things. But learn in your culture and your organization. You know, start asking, who are the best leaders? And, 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 and it doesn't mean CEO, right? Usually that's not the case. But who are the best team leaders? Who are the best leaders in the company? Who are the ones that, that people respect? And not only the people under them, but the people over them. Who, who respects who? And start to learn who they are. Not just your friends, not just the people that you may know, but get outside your box and start asking questions. And then go to those people and just learn from them. You know, and hey, you know, because probably they were where you are. And start asking them, you know, what are the things they've learned about being a leader? And believe me, the more of these conversations you have, the more known you are making it that you want to be a leader. And these connections can be really important. You know, we've talked about the reverse interview type of stuff. What I'm talking about right here is exactly the reverse interview stuff. And so it will begin to open the doors up, even though you're just really trying to learn. That's Because that's really all we're doing right now, right? Is you want to learn and learn from the best leaders in your organization. And don't be fooled into thinking you know who they are. It doesn't because um, who who um, under you know who the who the staff likes may be very different who the upper management likes and the upper management's important right because they're the people with the paycheck so just begin to learn about your organization also think about how else do you learn start reading you know what is it these people read. Where do they go? How do they learn to manage? How do they learn leader? Leadership's a whole new set of skills, right? If you're a technical worker, you start thinking about managing people. You start thinking about managing projects. You start thinking about how do you communicate effectively. You start thinking about how do you motivate? How do you reward people? Uh, how to read people? And so a lot of these are just the soft skills that if you're the technology person like me, Nobody taught you that stuff in undergraduate or graduate or anything else. You just have to figure this stuff out sometimes through education. I got an MBA. I didn't learn a lot of it even from the MBA, right? I, I, I learned a bunch of great business terminology. But actually managing people and leading people, nah, you're not, you're not going to get a lot of that from your typical academic uh, stuff. That's just <laughs> not what they do. Uh, so 
you need to begin to learn. Um, so again, reading, there's a bazillion things on YouTube, right? You know, it's leading people for the first time. You'll find lots of books out there on this stuff. But you just need to open up and learn. These are people skills. Now, if you happen to have the gift of loving to work with people, you know, you're the person who wants to be on the team, you want to be around people, uh, you like connecting with people, you like listening, you like trying to communicate complicated ideas into simple, more simplistic, you know, and you like listening to the tech guy and the tech girl and trying to translate it to the person who doesn't really know what they're talking about, you like all that stuff, then you, you, you already have a leg up, right? Because you already enjoy those kind of things. And by the way, all those things I just described are part of it. But the big part of it is, you know, motivating people. And, and, and not by cracking the whip, you know, there's, you know, how do you motivate people? How do you find out what, what makes people tick? How do you get people to want to help you? Um, and, and that's all the kind of things to learn. You may already be gifted at that, but the more you can learn, right? So, so making a decision, making it known, and beginning to learn, in, especially in your organization. So number four, and this is absolutely so critical. You've already done some of, some of it if you've already done the other steps. But you begin to think and act like a leader now. Now, it doesn't mean you go around and pretend like you're CEO and start bossing people around, right? But this was one of the most powerful and lightning things to me uh, when I was in corporate America. Now, I was, a, I mean, when I was in um, my first job in corporate America, I was already a leader. I already had a bunch of people that reported to me, which is really a dumb thing they did because I was straight out of school, but, you know, whatever. I had all these people reporting to me and had all the frustrations of middleman, I mean, management coming down on top of me and, the you know, my people who actually happened to be union, you know, under me. In, in, in frustrating, right? There's all kinds of frustrations going on there. And, uh, and then dealing with our real customers, you know, the customers out there that were paying the company money. And, and somebody said something to me about learning to think like the CEO. And, and it just clicked with me, right? It just snapped. And I was like, because I was in a moment of all total depression. I just hated, I hated the company and the organization, at least at where I was set then, that's where I felt. And so I was kind of in a rough spot. So I needed a mental game, and that was the game I played, is I went to work every day as the CEO. Now, I didn't even know the CEO's name, quite frankly, nor did I care. Um, but I got in the mental game of thinking about what would the CEO do? And, under, and I, I began to understand, and I realized the CEO wouldn't do the kind of things I do, but you get the idea. You know, what's the mindset is, you know, we're taking care of customers, we're trying to maximize profit, we're trying to take care of systems. Uh, but, you know, I, I started to get a clarity that a lot of this is about profit and stability. And, uh, you know, and, and the people are here and the machines are here and the customers are here. And I don't mean to make light of it, but that's none of all those things are are they tend to go come and go but the stability of the company and the stability of the income 
And to do those things, though, to be where I was, to, to act like a CEO where I was, I had to get my people thinking different because the morale was terrible. And I just needed to get them to think and care about the customer and the job they did. You know, it was, it was not that complicated, except it was impossible. And so I started acting like a CEO, and I started talking to them as if what they did mattered, because it did now. And I started talking to them when we it dealt and interfaced with the customers. I started talking about how the customers felt and the impact of the company. And, you know, and it was it was weird and awkward at first. I got some strange looks like, you know, what happened to you? And have you been out too late last night or something? You know, and I started getting some weird stuff, granted. And I even started dressing the part. Not totally, but, well, I, I was pretty much, I went to the suit. And, uh, and I started working with my team members and just started thinking about what did they feel like? They had this job and they had this young college guy now leading them, right? They were all older than me. Uh, but they had this young college guy leading them. How did they feel about that? And start, I just started addressing the obvious stuff and being lighthearted with it, uh, but also being real. And, and when there was conflicts, which was every 15 minutes, there's conflicts between staff and teams, you know, I tried to just deal with them as people. And I, and I, and I started going at things instead of kind of hiding, which is what management and leadership no, that's, that, that's said wrong. Management, people with management and leadership titles oftentimes hide from the problem. I started confronting them all up front. And it, it nothing was perfect, but a lot of the times the needle began to move. And I start, but, but the, the biggest needle that moved, I don't know that it had this big impact. Well, I do know it had an impact on people how I acted, and they noticed and they noticed it wasn't just an act because I kept doing it. But it had the biggest impact on me. I, who had gone from this situation of feeling like I didn't have any control and this, you know, pit kind of a, you know, it was a, it, not a good job. I started to feel in control. I started to feel like what I did mattered. I started to feel like there was purpose in it. And it was just, it, it's like I could breathe again. Now, you may not be in that situation. You may be wanting to move to leadership, but you can act that, act that way. So the key thing is, as a leader, how would I be acting today? Every situation you get into, frustration, conflicts with coworkers, conflicts with the bosses, you know, because a lot of times, you know, let's face it, what we're doing is we're talking about the boss as he or she is a jerk and an idiot, all right? Is that where you need to be? Probably not. You need to start stepping back he or she may be an idiot but you need to start stepping back and realize this is part of the machine and so you've got to be able to work with it so you start to think like a leader now and man if there's the one single thing that you've got to do it's that because when you start to think like a leader you start to act like a leader and everybody notices everybody notices you can't help but to notice it number five this last one's going to be hard (laughs) Just face it. Be willing to let go. As a technology person, one of our greatest fears 
is that somebody understands the technology better than we do. Is that we suddenly are out of touch with the technology that we had control of. Because that understanding the technology is control, right? Let's face it. When, when you're sitting in a room and you know the guys and the gals sitting in that room are making a boatload of money because they're officers or they have these big titles, but you know underneath you're the only person who knows how to operate that junk anymore. They may have used to known, but they don't know anymore. They're smart enough they could figure it out, but they don't know right now. Man, is that some kind of control, right? And that's very, um, that's very powerful to the technology person, which is the one reason tech people have a hard time growing. Uh, so I, one of my my friends, you know, when he when he started a company, and I remember him telling me that he had to hire somebody that was better technically in his technical area than he was, and it, you could just, even though he was making boatloads of money and it was the right thing to do and it's where he needed to be in the leadership position, it was a gut punch for him. It was a hard thing to do, to admit that he was no longer the best in technology in his company and maybe even bigger than that. You've got to be willing to let go. You've got to trust your people with the decisions. You've got to let your hands come out of the technology and deepen the stuff. And the people who are working for you, even if they're, you're just a team lead, you've got to be able to let them take the work. You've got to let go. These are kind of the things that we are working through within the technology leaders. Let me just walk you through once again. If you're in that technology position and you're wanting to do some kind of leadership or you have some kind of leadership and you want to grow further in leadership, number one, make a decision. Be informed. Make sure you know what you're asking for and make that decision. This is what I want. Number two, make it known. And once you make it known, you start to begin to learn. Look at the successful leaders in your organization. Start learning everything you can and start practicing what you learn. By number four, thinking like the leader. Now, to me, I put on the CEO hat. How does the CEO look at this situation? Because I figured if you're going to think like the leader, let's think like the leader. But that may not make sense to you, but you just... You know, whatever you think about who's really in charge and what what's going on in their head, that's what you want to think like. Number five, be willing to let go. Man, that's a hard one. That last one is so hard. That's why you see so many entrepreneurs. We all suffer. I mean, I'm I'm in that I'm in that camp. I get it. We all suffer because, you know, if you think you can do this, you understand what you're doing, it's too hard to show somebody and it's too hard to or too expensive to hire somebody. So we just won't let go. All right, those are the kind of things that we're working with clients with. I'm doing that all the time, working with people, helping them move into leadership. And this is this podcast, I've been doing it. This is the 201st episode. So this is the show notes will be at delcallahan.com slash 201, 201. And we've been talking about the company of one model, but it just became uh, a, became apparent to me the other day, um, so, so I'm just kind of opening up, telling you some things I'm struggling with here. What what a lot of people call me is an executive coach, um, because you know that's that's 
I guess that's something I do. I spend a lot of time coaching um, and executives, whatever the heck that means, but that's what they call me. Um, and as I'm looking at this, what I've spent most of my time do is more specific to helping people grow into leadership. Uh, and maybe that's the same thing. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just, it, it kind of slapped me in the head because somebody was asking me, what is it you spend time talking to about? Why do people hire you? Why do people come into your graduate programs? Uh, you know, what, what you're doing, what's the sticking point? What are they after? And what they are, they are is they're technology people trying to move into more leadership management positions. That's where I, that's where I live, right? And uh, I've talked all around that, and I'm thinking, wow, so that's, that's not, but I've never talked directly to that. So that's what we're doing today. I'm just kind of opening it up and showing this is, this is where a lot of our conversations are uh, during the day and during the week. So I hope that gives you just something to think about. If you are that person, if you're a scientist, engineer, developer, architect, whatever kind of technology leader and you're a technology expert looking to move into leadership, hopefully this helps you. If not, share it with somebody that is. Right? There's nothing here that's rocket science, right? But people need a map. I know. I've been there. We need a map. And, and technology people, this is not how we think about things. This is not how we think about things. We, we think about turning a little wheel and you know and it, and it operates exactly the way you want it to. And that's not what we're diving into when we're diving into leadership. So if you know this person, share it with them. Share it with them and, and begin to give them some things to think about, about how they can grow into their leadership position. All right, I'm going to cap it there, and we will come back here and talk to you next week on episode number 202.